lightning. Inspirational. Inspirational. Powerfully refining. Powerfully refining. And unapologetically controversial. Conversations with the Royal Impress. The entire world knows the secret of who you are. Now is the time to step into your queendom and become the Royal Empress that you're meant to be. One woman at a time. Conversations with the Royal Empress. Now Akima, she's the analytical Empress. Akima, she's the Empress that will challenge you. Now, straighten up your crown and be elevated through conversation. Conversation with the Royal Empress. Welcome back to Conversations with the Royal Empress. This is Dr. Hakima, and joining me is my sister from another mother, my kindred spirit, my co-host, the Royal Empress, Akia. You know, sis, I would definitely love to, to talk about the crab and the bell mindset or the uh, discredit of one another that we so eagerly like to portray. You know, it's a case in point, having a discussion with a brother, and he was sharing with someone that he had actually met a king in Africa. And the first thing he said, I mean, you ain't met no king. This is this what bothers me about us and our low self-esteem. You know, something a wise man said is, you ain't, if, if, if you ain't sent by the white man, black people don't respect you. And it's so true. White men don't sign off for you. Black folks act like you ain't nobody. So that. Oh, to that, because you don't, you've never seen nobody, and no one comes to sign off or confirm what this person is saying. They got to be lying, and and that bothers me about us as a people. I bet I'm not, I'm not sure how other ethnic groups are, but I know that we got that bad. We got that really bad where we feel like, oh, ain't nobody signed off on what you're doing or what you said. If I didn't see you on the news where some white uh, journalism that says something about you, then it ain't happy. Then it ain't true. Then you're not on anything. You're not successful. Unless it's gossip. need to really get out of it. Yeah, unless it's gossip that's putting you down. We believe that. We believe things that are put out on social media about people in a negative light. As far as I'm concerned, I'll see us do mm-hmm. that. Where, yeah, well, I read that they did this and I read that they did that. It's only positive stuff sometimes, and I, and I like to say some of us because clearly it's not all of us, but some of us, it's like we'll take the negative as truth, but something positive, that we need the white man to co-sign on, that we need to see something from mainstream media or something like that. It, 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 it's as if we have this need and this desire to see other people do bad, and it, it, it's just crazy to me. And it's frustrating, and you're right. How do you know who somebody has or has not met? <laughs> How do you know? Why, why, why do you challenge people? Why do you think people don't know other people? I was, I was always told that, you know, especially in a nation, they're taught that, you know, 
you're always you, you're going to have friendships in all walks of life. So what makes you think? Ooh, what makes you think that the brother or sister sitting next to you has not sat with quote unquote dignitaries? But at the end of the day, all of these dignitaries are still human beings. They still bleed just like we do. So why is it even such a big deal that you have? Met all of these people I've met a whole lot of people I don't go around talking about it For the most part I mean if I have met somebody and it comes up Then I'll say I'll mention it Or or you know how sometimes you'll Reminisce about something And you'll say stuff when people are getting to know you Or things like that But what makes us think that Just this ordinary person Or who you deem ordinary hasn't met people that you've never met, probably because you ain't ever been off the block. That's, you know, that's <laughs> that's one of those things. Some people are well-traveled. you got a lot of us that are traveling now, and so now we're doing different things. But some of, some of us have been traveling since we were young people because of the military, because of our career choices, because of so many things, and you're going to meet people. You're going to meet people. You're going to meet people. You're going to be friends with people. You're going to you're going to have friends who are the quote unquote rich and famous. You're going to have these relationships with people that other people hear about through TV and or see on TV. They do have friends. They do have friends. They have family. Many of us have family members who are. Entertainers, athletes, all of these things. They didn't they didn't just come from nowhere. So I, I don't get it. But it is a mentality that we have that uh I think really is just real unfortunate and I think we really need to check that. I agree. I this is something that I've learned from other ethnic groups. If you run into someone who has some influence or who some people are just great connectors. They may not be a highly successful person. Their passion may be connecting someone with someone else. If you meet a, if you meet a person like that, you should try to connect with them because they may introduce you to someone that can help you obtain your goals. When I observe other ethnic groups, they connect very well. Oh, yeah, let me get your number. Um, I know a guy that can help you out. We don't do that. We sit back in. As a people, we tend not to do it. And I say there's not any, I'm not saying that there's not any examples of, 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 or any cases where black people do that, but I'm just saying when it comes to us, oftentimes that would be a hindrance of us being successful because instead of you talking about that person, why don't you try to connect with them? I agree. And make you very successful. I agree. I, you- a case in point, I'll give, I'll give you an example. When I first came into the Nation of Islam, and I have the likes to, to be near um, Mother Eva Muhammad and a wonderful minister, Sister Deep. I still love this sister to this day. I mean, but here I was, I'm like 19, 20, and this is a, a woman that's much older than me, but she had her stuff together as far as her knowledge, successful attorney, um, a successful minister in the nation. I said, man, this sister got a lot of knowledge. I want a lot of knowledge. I'm, I'm about to, I'm about to sit in her, her study group circle, and I'm gonna learn. Every Friday night, I was right there trying to listen and learn. I was sitting in her circle, 
okay, it's other heavy hitters in this circle. Man, I want to learn. I, I'm going to walk up to them. I'm going to ask them questions. I learned so much in that in that time in that time frame of trying to connect with people and the post sitting back hating on them or talking about them. Oh, they ain't on them. They don't know nothing. Yeah, if if we constantly down each other, we would never benefit from the greatness of our own people. If somebody is demonstrating something, some great behavior, try to connect with them. And it don't. I mean, I don't. Have, I don't think it's anything wrong with using someone. I think it's wrong to misuse someone. If if, if you are in a place where I want to be, I, I need to come to you and say, Hey, I'm really trying to learn how to be successful. I'm, I want to learn from you. I want to connect with you. You'd be surprised how many successful people would love to pass a torch and would love to help someone else because if you're a successful person. You helping someone else, that's to your success as well. I worked for this. When I was in banking, I worked for this, this bank manager. And I was assistant manager. He was, at the time, he was the bank manager. And everybody I met who had a position was like, oh, yeah. I won't say his name, but he was like, oh, you work for him? Oh, man, you know, I started under him. And I was just somewhere like, there's four or five town managers in this bank who worked for him at one point in time. So, I went to him and I said, "Why you? How do you feel about all these people that are successful, but they're over you now? But you train them or you hired them?" He said, "Yeah, they're there because I helped put them there." And that that was like a light bulb. And he said, "Man," he said, "I can be where they at." He said, "I have those offices." He said, "But I'm a single father." He said, "So." I'm not making any type of move until my youngest daughter graduates from high school, and then I'm gonna make that move when I'm ready. But I, I learned something in that. See, whatever he wanted, they was giving it to him. And I was sitting there like, I mean, he's a great guy. But I'm like, what is it about this man that whatever he asked, and it was nothing illegal. It was everything within the parameters of the job. But if he had obstacles, what do you need? I got you. That's pretty much what it was. And I, I was, like, trying to understand that. But that made a lot of, lot of sense. The one manager I talked to, she said, you, you were a good person right here. She said, soak up all the knowledge you can get from here. I guarantee you. We'll be able to move on because he, he he knows a lot of people. He's helped a lot of people, and if he signed off on you, it's gravy. You know, he got everybody got you, and that's one thing that I've learned. You, you see that a lot more in a professional environment than you would in a, in a in a personal environment. But as a people, that's something that we need to try to do. And opposed to always trying to pull somebody down, that crab in the barrel mindset. You try to grow up and, and be something. Somebody pulling you down. We need to try to be more like that. I agree. I agree. And we have people that do that. I I have I I've been like that in terms of connecting people. And I never did it for any type of compensation or anything like that. And I had somebody tell me one time, "You know, you're like a people broker." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Hmm." And 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 but there've been people that said, "Well, you need to monetize that." And I said, "But I don't do it for that." If somebody is telling me something and I know somebody else that does something, I'm like, man, you should meet so-and-so. You all probably could talk. It's, it, that's just the first thing in my mind when somebody is telling me that they're doing something. Now, one of the things, though, that I've gotten to the point now is that I'm a little more discriminating as far as connecting people because I have to make sure that you are really going to do what you say you're going to do when you start trying to connect people together. And are you really ready to meet this particular person? So you you do have to <laughs> you do have to see something. Yeah, so screen, kind of a screen. Yeah, you do. Bit. You learn to do that. Um, 
you know, but I I just believe that the more goodwill that you put out there, ultimately it's going to come back to you. So I don't worry about, but I've had people say to me, mm, you good, I wouldn't do all of that. Why, you know, you're doing this and you're not getting that. And, you, and, and, and my thought with people is, but what's your motivation? Motivation mm-hmm. is everything. If all you see is profit, and don't get me wrong, that's not saying that, that you should not level your connections and things like that. That's certainly not what I mean. But everything is not about what you can get out of it. Mm-hmm. it. It shouldn't be. It should just be about wanting to see other people elevated and, 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 and get to where they need to be. Because if you got connections, that means that you should have the ability to also help to raise yourself up too. <laughs> and it's about mm-hmm. being ready. But I understand what your um, your former boss was um, manager was saying when he said, well, I have my child until this happens, because that's how I've been for the last several years in, in terms of working for myself and not necessarily trying to grow larger, because my priority was my son. And my attitude was, once he's done with high school, then I can start doing more things and reaching out and and and, and doing and basically cashing in I guess on on things that I can cash in on because I just wasn't willing to do it before because that meant that took me away from him. And if my goal was to be a hands-on mother, then that's what I needed to do. So because I had well, because I raised him by myself and me and his father was no longer together, I I had a career that allowed me to work for myself, make some money to take care of us, and actually almost be a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, but those are the choices that we make. There's a lot of there's a lot of people that would love to be able to do that, and they can't. Now, I'm not saying it was it hasn't been a struggle, but the point is, is that sometimes people feel like, well, you oh, you should have this and you should have that, but it's like, well, I could. And it will come when it's meant to come because, but this is what I needed to do right now. And that's, I think that that's perfectly okay. But it doesn't mean that just because you're not getting ready to capitalize on the things that you have that you shouldn't share with others and help them on their path. And then, and that's basically the point is that I didn't stop helping other people because I knew that I wasn't ready to grow further yet. Right, right. And that we have to, it's like it's not about somebody having more than you or, or you helping somebody else and, and and they get ahead of you. And that's the thought that we, can, we can't have that mindset where, oh, well, I'm not going to help them because then they'll do better than me. So what? <laughs> right, if they have the drive that you don't have, then they should be doing better than you. Well, even if you uh, do have it, if for whatever reason you're not willing to, to move on it right now. You still, because one day that person still could could come back and help you. That is true. That is true. Yeah, they can come back that and help true. you. That case in point with the manager I was talking about. Whenever he needed something, these various people that he that they worked under him and ended up getting higher positions um, than he had, never forgot that. It's like whatever you need uh, within you know ramifications of my job, I can do it for you. Right. And I, I think that that's 
That's you know you might have one or two people that you help that don't appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. But you, you oh, can't, absolutely. But you can't. <laughs> but you don't do it. You don't do it so that this person can acknowledge you. You do it every time you help another black person. That's you helping your your whole entire nation because that person with you might be even if you don't want to see them successful. Hey, they're going and be successful, and they hire twenty five or thirty people in the community. That's twenty five or thirty people in the community that has a job. You understand what I'm saying? It has to be bigger than us on a personal level. It's people that I, it's people as I, when I was a, a bank manager, and uh, it was people I, I thought were idiots out of business. I thought were arrogant. But I still say, you know what? It's somebody that you need to connect with because really the person who's going to benefit from the relationship was the other person more so than that person. But at the same time, we we have to take our emotions out of things. We put our emotions in in places where it shouldn't be. We do that, period, as black people. Some, some we, yeah, we we're very we are people. an emotional people, and we make we we take our our feelings and our emotions and and they're and they're more important than causes that are greater than ourselves. And I think mm-hmm. until we understand that, we have to take that out. It has its place. You're entitled to your feelings. You're entitled to your emotions. You're entitled to all of that. But none of that is going to help you. None of that is going to liberate black people. Your emotions is your emotions is it's just not going to happen. And so we really got to get out of that mindset where we think that hurt feelings and all of those things is is bigger than the greater good of, of of black people as a whole, because, it, because it's just not. You know, Neely Fuller, who was uh, Dr. Francis Cress Wilson's teacher, mm-hmm. he, I, you know, he's, he has videos on YouTube where he's being interviewed. That's a powerful brother right there. I can understand how he's her teacher. But he, he, he has a video where he's being interviewed, and he talks about how the European studies us, and he he understands that, we're an emotional people, and he rules us by emotions. Yep. And I said, and if you, and, you know, ever since I heard him say that, and I said, you know, that reminds me of the teachings of the most honorable Muhammad, when you talk about rising above emotions to the thinking of God. I, I would say, man, as far as my maturity, my success, that is the one most influential lesson that I have, that I have ever learned in my entire life was learning how to rise above emotions. And that doesn't get a lot of play in our community. It doesn't get get a lot of play in our household. But that's very, very important whenever you're trying to have an effective relationship, whether it's relationship with a family member, relationship with a, a boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse situation, or a working relationship in your at your job, or just a relationship with your people overall. When you make decisions out of emotions or you can't rise above your emotions to control them, you tend to make decisions that, don't make sense or are very uh, destructive mm-hmm. when you make decisions out of emotion. So when I heard him say that, it just really took me back to the teachings. But also it helped me understand how the European rules us. He rules us by emotion. Everything, like when he sells us products, is all based on our image or what we like. It's always emotional when he, whenever something is delivered to us from from the European. 
because he studied us and he knows our weakness. He's like, well, they are emotional people. They can't control their emotions. I can rule them easily. And he's been doing it for, for, for he's years. He's doing it successfully. Successfully. Yeah. Oh, thank <laughs> <you>. <laughs> yes, thank for you. For 400 thank plus you. years, at least over in this yes. country, he has successfully ruled us that long and continues to do so because we, we, we scream unity we need to unify, but then we're quick to tear each other down. And I, I really feel like social media is just another emotional tool that has, mm. while, while we are, are given so much information and there's so much knowledge that people are getting, and, and so it's a double-edged sword almost, I guess. And I don't know if that's the right terminology to use, but on one end, it, it's helping to wake up black people, but then on the other hand, it's helping to divide black people. And we, I don't think that we've learned how to use social media in, 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 in a constructive and positive way that it really helps us because now we have the entertainment aspect. We love to be entertained. We love it. We love having fun. We love it. Too much fun. At okay. That. And so we, then what other place? Have you had the, the the educational divide where people are really still connected? And and what I mean by that is that you have people who can now argue with somebody who may be a scholar, mm, yeah. and <laughs> you you you're not even on the level of that scholar, but you can come on social media and talk all the craziness that you want to talk. And have a look, and a bunch of crazies following. And a bunch you, of crazies following just, you, edging you on. They're just as dumb as you are. They're just as dumb as you. <laughs> and then you all get together. Yeah, all right. And then and they're like, and I think right. you mentioned it too earlier about people having to have the last word. Oh yeah. Um, they like that's some type of victory. It becomes this level of competition. But when you and your dialogue, and it's supposed to be a learning experience. It's supposed to be a moment of enrichment. So it's a it's a it's supposed to be a positive and an educational and an informational exchange, but these it, with with people who don't have knowledge or or spiritual wisdom, it becomes this tit for tat. Like I won, you know, it's so childish. Like when somebody mm-hmm. hits you, you know, our children, I you hit them, they got hit you back, and that sort of thing. This is what on um, social media's become. I got to have the last word. I got to have the most likes. It, it's this it's this ball of emotion. Yeah. That it's being rolled, and every time it's rolled, it's getting bigger and bigger. Right. Uh, so, so another, so another airhead, uh-huh. another airhead likes your post. <laughs> they just as dumb <laughs> and empty-brained as you are, and yeah. you think that you're doing something because you got a bunch of followers who don't have no more sense than you have. It, or it, you get embarrassed by a scholar whooping you because I've been embarrassed from people on. On social media, I had to get them. I just, you, know, <laughs> you, you arrogant, so I'm gonna have to humble you. You know, I just whip them right quick, and then I say, by the way, you, uh, I'm a scholar, I'm Doctor Muhammad, and then they go, oh, and then they realize, okay, this the moment they realize they messed up. You know what I mean? <laughs> but they don't. But but you know what? But there's a lack of respect for that too, and I think sometimes, as they say, familiarity breeds contempt. I think because, like I said, social media has blurred that line. It has allowed you to be friends with people who you ordinarily 
would not be in contact with, that you would only read about, <laughs> that you yeah. would only see on television being interviewed. So they're untouchable. But now that they're touchable, you feel like mm. you're looking at them like, well, they just ordinary people like me, so I can say this and I can go toe-to-toe. And then you feel like you really have have done something. I've had people, like, I don't discuss, because people want, they love to debate you when they hear that. <laughs> They want, yeah, I don't yeah. know why yeah, they I argued, I argued with this you know. person, and, and, and I said this, and I won, and no, you didn't. Right. They don't. I just, yeah, and, 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 and not leaving actual facts. So don't come to me with your speculation and something that you pulled out <laughs> your butt as truth when it's not truth, and then want to have a conversation and a debate with me. I can't debate with you your something that you pulled out of your ass, man. <laughs> yeah, research is based. You know, they is a very powerful research group because when when people are discussing something and they'll say, they, they, I said, who is they? How are you going to come to a debate with they? I had one person on social media, this was in a discussion. You know, this person had the nerve to say, but Google said. <laughs> and I well, said, Google, Google didn't say nothing. <laughs> I said, uh, Google's not a reputable source, sweetheart. And she says, yeah, it is. This, this is what Zach words was. My instructor at school, because I forgot what she said she was going to school I remember for. this I'm in grad school. It's in grad school. I don't know if she's going to school to be a lawyer. I don't know what it was. But she well, said, not if she in grad school. She wasn't, but go ahead. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I'm guessing. You know, I knew it was something where she, well, you know what? I'm sorry. Somebody else came on and said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm in law school or whatever. And then she comes back, well, I'm in grad school. I said, but still. You can't, Google is not a reputable source. So I don't care how many degrees you throw at me, Google is not a reputable source. But then she confirms what I said by saying, well, my instructor said I can use Google as long as I have two other reputable sources with it. I said, so you just confirmed what I just said, meaning that Google ain't reputable. So if he told you to have two other sources, he wants you to have two real sources because Google could be wrong. I said anybody can put information on Google. Sure anybody could go and add and change information in Wikipedia. That's why instructors don't allow you. And I told her, I said, I'm an instructor. I don't allow anybody to use Wikipedia as their own sole source because that may not even be correct. Wikipedia so, course, is not a legitimate source. Thank you. It's not a legitimate source, but, you know, some people seem to think it is. So I told her, I said, well, when you want to debate, we could sit down since you like debating so much, and you could bring your Google research and I'll bring mine. And then she kept going. I said, well, don't, if you're not going to respond with a time and a place, because I've already told you where I'm at, I'll fly to your city to debate you. I don't have no problem. I didn't hear, it was, it was like you could hear crickets. I didn't hear none of those sisters come back and say nothing after that. I said, "You want to? If you want to debate the doctor, I, I come on with it." So I mean, it was that. But you're right. Social media gives people this. They can. It's a smoking mirror. They can hide. It's a coward's way of interacting because you can hide behind some profile, which may not even be you. You know, you never know who's behind these profiles, mm-hmm. and you never know who's talking. Just because you think you might be talking to a black person, don't mean you are. Just because you think you might be talking to a man or a woman don't mean that you are. So you just have to be careful. Um, but the only reason the, we what, feel like, but, huh. but see, that's the, uh, but, but just going back to what we were talking about, but part of the problem with us wanting to argue on social media still had, goes back to what we said in the very beginning. It's still that mentality of trying to one-up one another. It's still that yeah. mentality of wanting to Crab attack. Crab 
Yeah, you want to attack. You don't want to come to your brother and sister in a brother and sisterly manner and say, well, sis, I disagree with you on that, and here's why. But we ready to we ready to pounce. You don't need to say you don't know what you're talking about. That's the first thing somebody said. Somebody said that to me. <laughs> you don't know what you're wow. talking about. And I'm and and, I, and I'm like you don't even know who you're talking to. Basically, I mean I'm paraphrasing now. Right. But you don't you don't you don't know me. You don't you don't know what I've done in terms of activism. You don't know what people I've been around and in contact with, what elders' feet I sat at and learned. You don't know. You don't know where I've been. You don't know what world leaders I know. You don't know any of that because I don't have to. I don't. I don't wear that type of stuff on my sleeve. I'm not putting that out on social media because it's nobody's business. Until it's time for it to be out. Until there. it's time for it to be your business. Right. If it's in a discussion and you bring it up, it shouldn't be you. Don't, you ain't do this. Okay. And you know me to know what. I mean, it's one thing if I if I say that. I'm talking to some, I know somebody and you know that person and you like, oh, no, nah, this person's lying. We're not talking about the people that's really holding truth and you're holding a liar accountable. That's something totally separate. Right. It's really about the people who, because they've never done nothing or their their mind, their expectations of their own people is so low yes. that they feel like you can't do that. Case in point, no brother who's a Navy SEAL. Do you know another black man told him, you ain't no Navy SEALs. Ain't no black Navy SEALs. <laughs> I'm like, okay, see see what I'm saying? This, this is a crazy thing. And it's like, man, I, I, I know one person. I know two personally. One definitely who who, who publicly who's a minister, Minister Bay Muhammad, uh, who was out of Louisiana when it, it, this was in Monroe, Louisiana. And it's something you can Google because it's out there. And he's made it public. He shared his life experience on how, and this was years ago. This was back in, in, I forgot the year, but this was, you know, back when they was lynching brothers and sisters. So they wanted to kill. They came in a mosque and attacked them. And so, you know, the brothers fall back. Well, they ended up arrest, arresting him and then took him out of jail and took him to a pond or, or a river and tried to, they stood on him. They call themselves gonna kill the man. We gonna we gonna we gonna stand on him till he drowns. But because he was a Navy SEAL, he was trained to hold his breath. Back then, he said that they called him Frog Man. They didn't call him. They weren't known as Navy SEALs at that time. Before they were Navy SEALs, they was known as Frog Man. He was considered a Frog Man there. His skills of holding his breath is the reason that kept him alive. It's the reason why today he could tell that story. So this brother saying, oh, ain't no black man that's Navy SEAL. See, we go off what we see on television, Mm -hmm. or we go off what we think we know, or we think that because we have such low self-esteem, a black person can't be this or a black person can't be that. You look at the Olympics every day, you see black folks getting gold medals, doing things that most people in the world world can't do. I mean, you've you've seen us in different arenas, whether it's business, whether it's science. I mean, who saw, everybody saw hidden fig, hidden figures. If you didn't see it by now, you're one of the few people that haven't seen it. Just were before two years ago, before his conversion. Sometimes we have to learn to love ourselves, we, which is why we have the mentality that we have, which is why there's so much distrust of each other. That's why we, we're quick to, to, to believe the worst in one another because we've been conditioned 
to do so. And even those of us who think that we're so pro-black and we're so this, we don't even realize that we're not because you still want to fight with your brothers and sisters instead of coming to them in love. It's not about what you don't have time. Somebody told me we don't have time for this because we're at war. Really? We're at war? Who we at war with? And what are you doing in this battle? How, how are you fighting this war? Because you can't be fighting this war if you attack your brother and sister for something that they say. That's craziness. If we don't, like we are, if, if it's nothing wrong with accountability. Accountability oh, is not, it's not assaulting one another. Accountability could be like five people say to somebody, you out of line and that's unacceptable and I and your people not going to accept that from you. Bam, there you go. That that allows me to check myself and say, man, if, if if I want to continue relationship with my people, I have to watch the things that I do and say. Because the worst thing you can do is ostracize someone, ostracize them where they're standing by themselves because no one wants to be by themselves. I had a, a brother ask me, what's going to make black people unite? I said, first and foremost, you don't need 100% of black people to unite. You only need a small percentage to say we're sick and tired of this and we're going to make change because that small group becomes the leadership. What you have to do is when I, when you're around people that, that side against us, then you, 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 you disown them. You ostracize them. Don't talk to them. Don't spend no time with them. When they're over there by themselves in the corner, they don't realize, man, it's a lonely place. It's lonely to be by myself. I, this is not where I want to be. I sit and observe people of other cultures. Let a, let, let, someone of a different culture sit at a table with all, let's say in a lunchroom, sit at a table with all black people. And their people are sitting at another table. They will pull them to the, to the side or them to the side and say, really? That's what you want? See, we don't do that for each other. We don't hold each other accountable for not showing loyalty to our people first. We're the only culture in this, in this America that don't do that. I've witnessed it with my own eyes. I've been in very diverse environments like many of us have, but I've noticed that they other cultures hold their people accountable for that. That's why you don't see a lot of them siding against their people with us. Well, I'm going to side against my people with you all. No, you ain't going to ever see that. But we're the only people that don't do that. We just need to be hold each other more accountable, and all this madness will stop. Hold each other accountable, accountable, but mm-hmm. not... We don't, but we don't need to try to hurt each other, and we don't need to try to one up each other, and we don't need to try to embarrass each other, or quote unquote check each other, and all of this kind of stuff. It's, it's, it, those are the mentalities that we have that we feel. Yeah, I had to check this fool. I had to do this. I had to do that. We take pride in that. But that's we not really take pride in that, and it's sick. It's really sick. That's definitely. That's definitely not accountability. I'm right. We need to clarify it for our our people who ride the yellow bus because accountability ain't knocking somebody in the head. Accountability is an educational uh, vehicle. You know, you you hold people accountable so that they can get it together. There's usually an action plan behind it. This is like in a work environment. That's a prime example I gave you because everybody has dealt with accountability in the work environment. You have a duty. You don't do it. You have to meet with your managers. Point blank. The manager, when you don't walk in the office and the manager say, have a seat at my desk, he don't start punching you or she don't start punching you in your head. They don't pull out no knife and stab you. They don't cuss you out. They sit down and say, these were the objectives that you were hired to meet. You're not meeting them. We need to come up with a plan. 
See, that's what accountability is, right? Accountability ain't knocking somebody in the head. But, you know, our people, we think because that's how the slave master did us, we feel that in order to deal with each other, we got to knock each other in the head because, hey, that's how the slave master did us. That's how you think when you have a slave mindset. But that's how you think when you do things and it's not out of love. When you love your people, you want to educate your people, you want to teach them. Every, we've all been taught to some degree. But I've had quite have. a few no, pulling I mean, to the side by somebody and say, get, get, get your head in the game, get your mind right. And right. I cherish that because they helped make me better. So that's accountability. Thank you for asking me to clarify that. Yeah. We have to. We have to. We have to love our people more than they hate themselves. That means that's a lot of work. Ooh, that's a, yeah, that's a lot. And, yeah, and you need to want for your sister and brother what you want for yourself. And and most Ooh, of us do not. Yes. yes. If I hear one not. more time, you're right. I'm so glad you said If I hear one more time about, and and, 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 and not to, to beat up on sisters, just because I'm a woman and, and my conversation is going to be with women most of the time. But I, I hear women say, if she could have keep them, if she was doing her job, her man wouldn't be with me. Well, Ooh. if you was doing your job to be a sister, then you wouldn't be with her man. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Or you wouldn't be with a man that has a woman. That mindset bothers me because whenever I'm in that environment, I'm holding people accountable and I tell them, it ain't, it's nothing about you. It's, it's just that you're providing a fantasy or escape from reality for somebody else. So don't think that what you have to offer is so great. Because if it was, you wouldn't be side chick. You'd be number one mm. chick if what you had to offer was so great. But I've had several debates with sisters who think like that. They, you know, some brothers, some brothers have that same way. I don't care if she got a man. If, if, if old boy was on his job, see, that that mindset got to stop. So we got to stop. It goes back to that competitiveness yes. that we have amongst each other. Like, that's I'm one-upping you, like you said. One up in you. How am I one up in you by sleeping with your husband or sleeping with your wife? How is that one up? How is that? But, a, but we really, that. some that's of us really believe we are. Yeah, that's a destruction of a nation. That that's not a one up. You're destroying our community when you do yes. that. You 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 are. You're destroying everything. And here's and here's my thing. And I'm going to say this. And let me put this disclaimer out there. I am not into <laughs> polygamy or anything like that. But. You got these same people that, hmm, nah, I don't believe in polygamy. Forget polygamy, blah, blah, blah. But yet you, you messing with a man that you know got two or three other women. What you doing? Right, it's the same thing. It's you're still not... sharing them. Right. Yeah, you're Again, right. this is not me advocating for polygamy. <laughs> but, the, but, the, but, but the point is you can't, you can't rationalize dealing with a man who you know deals with multiple women and be okay with that, and then in the same breath say you're against polygamy. It makes no sense. Why not legalize what you're doing? You know anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, but, but, again, it's just but because you think that you got something and, and well, I'm going to win him over, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Man, please, it's ridiculous. It, it's truly ridiculous. And we do give men passes as women sometimes because we're so catty and petty with one another. But I'll tell you the one thing that I I feel that we have to stop doing as women is allowing a man to talk to us about his woman. And what I mean by that is, especially if he's trying to be with you or he's messing around with you, 
because we take what he says as this woman's deficiencies and faults as justification for Mm. why we should be doing what we're doing with him right now. And so you oh, paint yeah. this picture, and you, you, we are viewing this sister through the eyes of this man versus viewing her through the eyes of a woman and our own humanity and how we would feel if this was actually happening to us. Now, of course, some people it has happened to them, and so they so cold they feel like, well, it happened to me, so I should do it to everybody else. But that's also that emotional thing where we can't rise above emotion and understand that the cause is greater than ourselves. But so since I'm hurt, I'm going to hurt everybody else. We can't go around like that yeah. because that will never that will never fix anything in the black community at all. But it contributes to the demise. It contributes. It contributes to the demise of our of it's our community. More pain and more detribution that's being yeah applied to our own community, which doesn't make any sense. It makes yeah. no sense. We just I mean, run around hurting each other, but we hurt each other because you don't you don't hurt what you love, and so because the self love is not there the way we try to pretend that it is. It's 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 so easy to hurt the people that are a mirror and a reflection of you. So that's what we do. We harm each other because we don't have the self love that we need for ourselves. You're not gonna hurt what you love. Well, you know, we harm each other because there's no accountability. And no self love. But a, you don't love yourself either. You you don't hurt true. what you love. You do not hurt what you love. So even mm-hmm. accountability or no accountability the willingness to hurt somebody else is because you lack the capacity to truly love. That's, I mean, that's that's just how I see it. It, it and it begins with self love. If I love myself, if I have pride in myself, I have no desire to go out and harm anybody because I'm happy and content. Happy and content people don't go around trying to hurt people. This is true. This is true. But you know, but you understand what I'm saying with yeah. the lack of accountability. And and I'm going to give you a great example of having a conversation with somebody. I've actually had a conversation with, you know, some criminals, you know, some convicts. And so I'm saying, you know, all this, I do this, I do that, and I'm sleeping on somebody, and I'm do this, and I'm I'm catching somebody slipping, or, or they sleeping or whatever, you know, these young men talk. And I'm like, okay, well, what was the color of these people that you did it to? Oh, why you had to go there? No, no, no. You know, you, it's okay. You feel it's safe to harm your own people, but you ain't robbing nobody or no other culture because you know there's a high level of accountability. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. kind of case in point. That in in in, in uh, with me working in the prison and the salt staff assaults that we had, you would have an inmate walk past five. I mean, when I say you know hardcore men that that if they was to hit that officer. They would be great because he beat the hell out of them. Walk past all of them and get to the weakest one and punch them out. It's it's happened before. Well, it's like, hold on, how you walk past five people or whatever number of people to get to this person and you feel safe enough to hit them? See, people tend to attack that which they feel is safe. I don't have to worry about no retribution. Mm-hmm. So it's so easy for us to assault one another because we don't feel like ain't no retribution, ain't nothing gonna happen. Mm-hmm. See, it, that's that's that predator, that's that predator oh, mindset. Because ain't no ain't no hyena rolling up on no lion by himself. He's gonna have to find about fifteen more hyenas in order to beat one lion. 
they know what's up. A, a predator know. Oh wait, a minute, wait, but that's a lion. I, I'm, a, I'm gonna fall back off of that. So typically, when someone wants to do something to someone or hurt someone, that's why people hurt children, and that's why a lot of men hurt women because it's a safer object. So when there's a lack of accountability, that's what people do. Oh, I know there ain't no accountability with this. I'm going to hurt this person or hurt or hurt or hurt these people because I know there's no there's no level of accountability. So that's what I mean, like in our community. Yeah, that's no self-love. We're not holding each other accountable to, to demonstrate love or to, or to uh, I, if, I, if I'm demonstrating self-love, I need to hold everybody accountable to do the same. If I don't, it's going to be to my detriment and to everyone's detriment. Yeah, I agree. But, yeah, we could, we could talk forever <laughs> yeah, on this subject on and, and about this. Yeah, but, I, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, we just, as as a community, we just really have to do better. We have to stop trying to attack each other. There, there's, there's, not, there's nothing to gain from it. There's nothing to gain from you feeling like you're going to get your 15 minutes of fame or that, um, you know, making someone else, trying to make somebody else feel bad or anything like that. It does nothing for the betterment of, of, of our community. It just doesn't. And and I really, I it's my prayer that one day that black people will just wake up and realize it's okay to love yourself and it's okay to love your brothers and sisters. And many of you, many, many black people want to go out and love everybody else in the world, but don't even want to love themselves. You know, charity begins at home. Well put, well said, well said. I want to thank you, our listening audience, for tuning in. Thank you for supporting us day in and day out, every week. We really appreciate you. Don't be shy. If you have a topic that you would like, please let us know. You follow us on Facebook already. You follow us on Twitter. You follow us on Instagram. Let us know what you want us to talk about. And uh, we look forward to uh, hearing from you next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of Conversations with the Royal Impress. Tune in next week for another enlightening conversation. For more information on the Royal Impress, please visit the website royalimpress.org. You can also follow the Royal Impress on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Conversations with the Royal Impress is a subsidiary of the Royal Impress organization. All rights reserved.